Welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theatre in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Some may call her an oddball, but everyone's in agreement that she's one of the best queens in the DMV. It's Desiree Dick. How are you? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah, it is September. It's almost fall officially, and we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> I know. It's goddamn. It's so fucking loud, man. I'm so tired of it. But, so am I. But we're here. We're alive. We're doing our best to hang in there yes we are how you been doing what you've been up to i have tried to be busy busy is what i try to be otherwise i'm just in my head i'm thinking i'm like when is this going to be over when am i going to get back to doing the things i love to do but yeah i I try to make the best of my summer i went to the beach a couple times i went away for a weekend yeah and, and watching drag as much as i can that's true i got caught up with the seasons yeah but we, we're in the fall, and I'm talking to you, and you're in D.C., I'm in New York, and Zoom is an incredible thing. <laughs> yeah, this is really fun. I mean, I would have totally gone to New York City and, like, done it, too, but this is great. I guess well, I mean, it, let's let's not kid ourselves. This time, if things were better, you would probably be in, D- in New York because you would be a part of um, Bushwick. Bushwick. Oh, yeah, I know. So, like, that's heartbreaking that we're not getting a Bushwick this year. I know we didn't get Bushwig. Uh, we can't go to the um, Texas one. Yeah, there's it. no DragCon. No, dra- no, no DragCon. No it's New crazy because that's usually my September is booked with those events, and this year I'm sitting twiddling my I thumbs. I was planning on going too. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. I like was asking for my job off. John had like free mile tickets. We were gonna go, and then boom, I was like, fuck. Yeah, no, and they're not even really doing a digital one, which is a Oh yeah, not like they did one for LA, right? They yeah. did it, the weird YouTube things, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. And the same with Bushwick; they're not really doing a digital event as of now. Oh yeah, they're not. They they did something before. Yeah, Planet Bushwick, uh, I think it was. Planet Bushwick. They did Planet yeah. Bushwick. Yes, I uh, forgot to send my video. In. <laughs> well, well, you are you've really become one of the queens of the digital medium. And we're going to discuss all of that, but we need to start from the very beginning. Sure, scrape me up, daddy. Where are you from? I am from um, Arlington. Well, I was born in Arlington, uh, but I, I was raised in Falls Church. But before that, I was raised in Peru. Peru. I was, I was born six months, and then my mama said, mm, and then she sent it to my sister, and then my sister was like, mm, okay. And so she took care of me until I was 10, and I came back. Thus, I have the accent. Yeah. So what is it like living in Peru and Arlington and just, just all, all these multiple places? It's crazy. When I was in Peru, I actually thought my sister was my mom, my niece and my nephew were like my sister and brother. Mm-hmm. And I thought my mom was my grandma. And it's like a complete <laughs> telenovela. Yeah. And I found out she was my mom and they wanted me, my mom, my sister couldn't take me anymore. So she like. Um, so I was like, hey, you got to take care of your son. Because she's my sister. She's my right. half-sister, um, Teresa. I love her. Um, and so then I was raised with my mom and my dad. And my dad was okay. My mom was a Latina, crazy mom. So <laughs> And then I was gay. And then I'm a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. What were you like as a child? Were you, like, as wild as you are now? Um, actually, yes. Uh, my, my sister, I would hide in bathrooms. The teachers would not like me. I was crazy. Like, I think basically, yeah, like, I think I got kicked out of private school because it was like, per, my, my mom would pay for school when I was down there. And I kicked, I got kicked out of private school and then I had to go to public school and then I got this scar. And oh then no. I scar, then I had this scar. All from this, school. Um, just me being a crazy child. <laughs> my, 
My sister had three kids, so I was the youngest crazy one. The rambunctious one. Yeah. Where did you go to school? I don't remember in Peru, but I went to Beach Tree Elementary School when I came here at, when I was 10 in 2003. Um, it was cute. I didn't know Spanish. I, mean, I didn't know English, so I was kind of like, oh, who am I talking to? But I made good friends with this guy named Jorge, uh, who lived like down my block. And then, I don't know, I wasn't like as popular or whatever, I guess you could say. Kids did bully me, but. And when, when did you come out as gay? Oh, I came out when I was 16, I think. Yeah, I came out to my sister when I was in Florida, when I was like, I think it was like 16, 15. It was during the summer, and she was like, you're gay. I always knew. Because, like, she raised me. So I was, like, I had small head. They used to call me E.T. because I had a small little body and a big old head, and I would dance. And she thought I acted very, like, flamboyant, I guess. Yeah. And so she was like, I knew it. And then my nephew didn't take it very well. He, like, said, like, well, I guess I don't really had a brother all my time. I was like, bitch, I'm a boy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, I mean, he was like, he got over it. And then my niece was kind of cool about it. She was like, whatever. So then my mom found out, uh, like in December, I remember she was like taking a trip to Peru. She ditched me for a while. I, I was raised, I was with my dad and then I kind of like ran away for like a day. <laughs> I met like three dudes who were gay, who were like these, my fresh gay friends. And we were gonna go, do you remember the blister of like 2012 or something like that? Uh, yeah, or yeah. 2009, mm -hmm. the one was like eight inches and shit was close. Yeah, yeah, it was like the night I was like, I hopped out and then the next day they were like, where the fuck were you? And then I was like, being gay with my best friend, Chelsea. And then they were like, <laughs> no, you're gay. So they found out. I don't know, because my sister actually asked me because I was lying to my parents, and then I told my sister, and then my mom was hearing on the other side of the phone, you know, where we had the matching right. phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, "You're gay," and then, yeah. <laughs> so when did drag enter your life? Okay, so after I became gay, I got out to be gay. I got like kind of. I was like 50-50. I got kicked out, but like at the same time, I was kind of glad I got kicked out mm -hmm. um, because my mom and dad were very crazy. And so when I left, I was staying with my first boyfriend's uncle, quotation mark, because he was like this uh, close friend or whatever. And he had an another boyfriend who was Brian, who was Scott and Brian, and they took me in into their home and um, they like let me on to like helping me with my school and like everything. And I thank them so much for everything. Then after that, I couldn't do theater because I was a theater kid. And so then they like, for my birthday, they signed me up for Freddy's Beach Bar. It's like a bar in mm -hmm. Virginia. And a girl, Hopi Childs painted me as how to pick a song. And I was like, mm, I don't know. And then I did it and it was for like an anti Valentine's Day show or something like that. And I just really liked the attention and yeah. the clapping and the money that I was racing for. And I was like, oh, this is cute. Like, okay, because I was a theater kid. I never really got the lead parts. So it was kind of like, oh, um, I'm a lead part on my own kind yeah. of thing. It kind of felt nice. Yeah. And that's how I ended up being stuck with Jorgina. Jorgina, that's the Jorgina. first name. Okay, all right. Yeah. When did you officially change over to Desiree Dick? What, what, um, what is the origin story here? So I did a town competition and I changed my name to Stephanie Fox and then Tatiana and Michelle Visage like judged me and I did Britney, which was like that mega mix, that Chris, yeah. Chris Crocs mega mix. And she like remembers for that. But then Michelle Visage was like, you were wearing CVS tights. I can see that little line, you know, the little line. <laughs> I was like, oh, but she was so nice afterwards. Like she hugged me and we took a picture. It's somewhere on my Instagram. Um, and then... Yeah, and then after that, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to take this kind of like seriously, but not really, because like I also had to like work mm -hmm. a lot because I was independent by myself. And so then I was like, kind of took a break, but then I met my fiance, John, da da da. And then he was very like, do what you want to do. I'm a teacher. I support you. Like, and I didn't really have that in my life. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, that's a burp. Um, <laughs> and. He <laughs> 
And he kind of like pushed me to just like do whatever you want. Because like I dated guys and then they would be like, I don't want to date. Someone wants to be a woman. And I'm just like, I don't want to be a woman. I just want to be like, you know, get into this arts. But yeah. they understand. You know how people are. Absolutely. How would you describe Desiree in three words? And I'm very excited for what this answer could be. Oh my God. Three words. Loud, I guess, because people say I'm loud. Yeah. Um, gibberish. Okay, yeah. And I would say versatile. Okay, I like In that. and out of bed. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, can, I can see that. How long does it take to transform into Desiree? Um, depends on the looks. I kind of like depending, I guess an hour and a half, probably. An mm -hmm. hour, an hour if I'm not doing eyebrows, an hour and a, and a half if I'm like, I don't know, it depends on the detail. I don't really like to paint just one solid face because yeah. I'm just like, I have ADHD and so I'm just like, okay, I just feel like this look will go great with me looking like this and then it just happens. Now, you said versatile. I honestly do think that is a word that describes your drag because if anyone has not seen your Instagram, you are a, a chameleon of looks. You can pull off so many different styles. Do you have a favorite to do? Do you like doing more of a beauty look? Do you like doing a, a wacky monster look? Like what, what is your favorite to paint? I don't know. I like the creative ones. I feel like when you just get the whole down of just beauty, like you got it down. So yeah. I just feel like doing different things is fun. Like I like prosthetics or like I like getting contacts. I like because the contacts really help with your face. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to experiment with different things, but I just love being completely different all the time. Like ooky spooky. That's why I also wear the mask. Mm -hmm. Because then if I want to do like a crazy face, I can just plop that in the next number and yeah. then I still will look. Have you done like a full-on beauty pageant look before? Um, yes, I used to do some Latin shows when I first started, <laughs> and they were like Desiree Dick, and they would uh, introduce me, and I did a few pageants. I was Miss Gay Peru, like 2017. I don't awesome. remember. That was interesting. Well. She she won, but then I pushed her down the stairs, and then I got the crown afterwards. <laughs> Do you have any favorite makeup products that you use? Um, I use just Krylon, a lot of Krylon. I got Sugar Pill, and I use Glam something. They have like a like a paint palette. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but I just use, and I use that one brand that no one likes because I didn't know and then I bought a lot of it and <laughs> well, you I need to get it, rid of it. Use it. Yeah. Yeah. But um Glam Light Cosmetics, I okay. got that too. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. When you get ready, do you have any traditions? Uh, <laughs> so I have a drag room now, so kind of I oh. Yeah. So I just like go to the bathroom, I shave, I use, I use, you know, I try to take all my fluids. And then, um, I don't know, I just put on my, I, I, I paint differently. I like try to put my laptop on music. If I'm going to go live, I'll go live. If not, I might do a TikTok. I don't know. But then I just like, I have a table and everything. So everything's all set up there. Um, I don't know, routine. I just put that thing on my head and just start painting really. I don't know. Nice. Do, do you have any drag influences? Anyone that influences you as an artist? Not necessarily drag performers, but all entertainers. I don't know. Like, I would just say all entertainers in general, because I like if you see my page, I tag other people that inspired me or like I just look at different people in the Internet and then I just like, oh, OK, I'll take this and then put it on my face. And then I'll take this and put it on my face or like or, like if someone painted me like belly tricks painted once, I'm like, OK, I'm going to try to put that in my face. So like I kind of just don't have like one person. It's just like everyone. I love drag a lot so yeah i love like if you see me watching on stage i just love seeing people having fun and people when they paint like i love just taking off things off other people because that's what yeah, you have to absolutely. do absolutely now when as a performer is there anyone that you admire that you're like okay that person is a lot of who i am as a Ooh. performer uh <laughs> i don't know this is so hard um I don't, I don't think so, I guess. I mean, I just look a lot. I, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I look at different videos online. I see a lot of different... I really do try to do my drag research, and I look at different people, and I like... Absolutely. So I just... I just... I don't... I, even with the Oddball show, like, that's why I do it in the first place, because 
it's kind of like for me just to watch drag and see what other people have. Yeah. Um, in general, I don't really have a favorite, I guess, performer. Everyone's really fun. I, I really do. <laughs> the diplomatic answer. How would you describe DC drag? Um, DC drag. Okay, so DC drag, someone told me, is, I like, I guess DC is very political. And so, yeah. like, I think in drag, it's very, like, either you're doing it for, like, fun or you're doing it for, like, okay, like, this is my job. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some people take it to the whole job thing and then kind of like forget that they're doing it for arts and community and kind of like and, and just kind of exploring other people. Um, so in my beginning, it was kind of, I felt like it was just very, I don't know, like twisted. Yeah. That's what I would say. But now I think a lot of people have flourished. So I would say it's becoming a really fun community and it's not more about like who's making so much money it's more about like you know performers and caring about each other yeah absolutely it's it's interesting for me to watch as like an outsider to the dc drag community to see like just how close everybody is and it's yeah there are some houses there's some clicks and everything but everyone knows everyone and everyone works with each other and in yeah. New York, that doesn't necessarily always happen. Yeah, I like um, when I started. I started doing shows at Uproar. I, I try to bring like all these new performers so they get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Just all hang out. I feel like when you make that environment happen, like you, that's what you set up for. Like Absolutely. if you want to be a leader or whatever, you're like you're you're setting that mood for the next generation or the next queens who come in. Yeah. Well, speaking of these venues you are someone who has worked at many and something that's unique about dc is it doesn't necessarily need to be a gay bar to have a drag performance you are probably officially the queen of red bear how did that collaboration begin oh my god so it's funny so um i saw them opening i think like a week before uh at no man i was like what the fuck was that but then i saw a little drag queen there with a wig and then when I they popped in again on my Google and then they were like we're celebrating our opening and I was like who's that guy in the wig like that's <laughs> not a drag queen wait are they gonna take drag queens so then I like messaged Red Bear and I kind of harassed them but I was like I messaged Red Bear I emailed Red Bear I went on their Facebook I went on their Instagram because that's what you gotta do sometimes you know you gotta absolutely get go get it so I was like Sorry, another burp. I'm so sorry. You're fine. I got my tooth juice over here. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, then I messaged them and they were kind of like thinking about, um, oh, maybe we will have drag, maybe not. And then I was like, well, here are my videos. I know all these people. Like, I'll help you out. Like, I will do this. And I don't ask for anything much, really. So I was just like, I mean, give me a test run. I don't care. Yeah. In in general, I feel like I can prove to have a good show if, I you know. So like, I don't mind doing like a first test run, and they're like, no, no, we don't need a test run. Boo boo boo. Let's do this. And then Brian got on board, and we became really good friends together and good co-workers as well. Yeah, and it's a very inclusive space because, again, you go to a gay bar, you know the kind of clientele you're going to have there. It's going to be gay men, but Red Bear is there. It's a, it's everybody. Yeah, and that's what I like. I tell Brian, Brian loves it. You know, I was like, we got to include everyone because it's just like, no matter where we are, it's just, it's just a party. It is. It really is. And you have, you've had a bunch of shows. There's, you've done Bingo, um, and you produced and hosted Slay Them, uh, which was a really fun drag competition that would have ended with a pageant for a crown. So before we talk about that, talk about Slay Them a little bit. So Slay Them started at the other venue, and it was actually like called Slay Her, and mm. it was well, I mean, we only had two, and it was Skip, and then this other girl, Salem, and then after that the bar was like we need to like switch stuff. So after that I was like okay I'm gonna bring this to Red Bear, but instead of saying Slay Her because I was like I need more kings, I need more things in between, yeah. not just drag queens like a competition that you know. And so I was like, I'm going to try to change to Slay Them. I was going to already originally have Slay Them, Slay Him. But mm-hmm. then, you know, the bar was like, blah, blah, blah. 
So then I was like, I'm just gonna make it neutral. And I was kind of hoping for more drag kings and drag queens to come in and actually just see new talent because it's kind of hard for someone to just approach someone who's doing a show and be like, hey, can you book me? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, I don't know, I started doing that and then we were about to literally have a pageant. I have the goddamn crown in my goddamn room <laughs> staring at me with the scepter. Listen, I, un- I understand that because I was literally in the middle of a competition myself that I was producing. I have the crown. I have a lot of the prizes. Our wig designer still has the wig he needs to give me because he doesn't want his apartment anymore. It's, it's hard because there is no definite return date. So you don't know if you can continue and, and, and complete the process. In your heart, do you want to be able to still have the pageant? Oh, yes. I don't want to do it digitally because I've never done a pageant before. Yeah. I have done pageants and lost until I kicked the person and then got the crown. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, I, I wanted to just kind of do something neutral where like people were more involved and it would just be kind of like something I just like. It was just... I was going to have great guests, too. We were going to have Magic Dyke and Bombalicious as a judge. And mm-hmm. Brian was going to judge, and I was going to judge. And it was gonna, I think it was going to be a lit party, but um, maybe 2021. I already yeah. told the girls what they were supposed to do. So, so they should be but, getting ready to go, Exactly, they? exactly. Because when the pandemic's over, we had such good ideas, too, for Pride yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that everyone's life really did get upended, but... I think having the optimism that we can eventually return to the way, not necessarily the way we did things, but return to a a similar form of how we did things and complete the things that needed to be completed, it'll give us hope for when it will happen. I hope so. I I like digital drag, but it's hard. Okay. Oh, it's it's very hard. Drag queens are being producers, choreographers, and video editors editors. and everything. Yeah, it's. Hired. Yeah, it's it's a very different style of drag. It's it's a different style of performance art. What I really like about it though is then you get to see people that you never thought you could see, or originally for me, it booked people you never knew. Yeah. Without like flying them over with a goddamn airplane and a hotel. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what uh, is, is exciting for me is to be able to play a little mix and match with my cast and be able to be like, oh, here's your New York queens, but here are some regional girls that you need to know about as well. Right. And, and don't worry, I, I, we're planning a Halloween show that you're on the top of my list to oh. include. So we'll, 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 we'll be chatting about that. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I love Halloween. Oh, I, I know, you, you're kind of perfect for it, but we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that later. Oh. <laughs> you have worked with a lot of DC performers. Yes. Because, like you said, you want new talent to be welcome to the community and you want to be a part of their journey. Who helped you on your journey when you first started? So when I started, it was um, Ophelia, Bod- Ophelia B. Childs was the first person who painted me. And then um, I was like a child. A B. Childs is a Freddy's family. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, Ophelia B. Uh, Ophelia Childs, Ophelia Bottoms, Ophelia Bottoms was my grandma. But then all that family kind of like, I didn't want a family. I don't think I, my, my actual mother just kind of stopped doing drag. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to change my name. So after I became Desiree, I was like, my fiance helped me. So then after that, I was like, where do I go? Like, what's happening? So I met this guy named Michael and he was like, I know Christina Kelly. Christina Kelly gave me like, hey girl, we'll give you like some openings. And then um, I think the first person who ever painted me like all in drag was Katrina, Katrina Colby. Mm-hmm. And she made me look pretty. I was like, bitch, yes, like God, mama. Um, but um, then after that, I kind of did Drag Wars season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was for me some crazy shit, man. I, I don't know. For me, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit more about communities and how I am, I'm going to be or I was going to be as a host or as a show producer and stuff and yeah. how I was going to be doing my community. And then I kind of stepped off and then I did Gay Bash, which mm-hmm. was like summer camp. And Donna Slash, Jane Sa, I think it says Jenner, Anna Latour, uh, who's not Anna Latour anymore. Um, 
and they were at the Black Cat. And so then I did a show there, and then Summer Camp ended up with like, hey girl, I have this show called Crack at Town. And so then I did Crack at Town um, with this like Mickey Mouse outfit, and I like <laughs> like did something with Section Eight. That's where like me and her became a thing, like a sister thing. When I joined the House of Death Glam, I wasn't in the house. Did you know that? Yeah, I so, didn't. Yeah, so it was called the House of Death Glam, and it was me, Section A, Statutory Rape, Veronica Lush, Whimsic Thrift, Clarice Dubois, who's in New York City. Uh huh. We know her. Yeah, she's a, a sister. You know that. Um, so yeah. And after that, town saw me, and then I performed with Katya, which was my first RuPaul girl. Nice. Yeah. You had a really fun beginning. I think so. I think it was kind of rough, because I felt like my drag was not what people in DC kind of saw. Sure. But, but at the end of the day, I was having fun, and then I think it, that's just kind of what helped me, really. Yeah. I mean, you really are be possibly like one of the top tier queens of the city. I'm thinking. How how that. how has your how do you think you've grown since you started? How much have you grown? Oh God, makeup wise, definitely a hundred and five hundred percent. Because damn, <laughs> but <laughs> performance and like styled and stuff. Like I sew my own things. My fiance helps me sew a few things. Like performance and even talking on the mic kind of helped me. I was never a host and mm. I took the mic and I tried it and I just kept pushing it. And I, some people say it's gibberish, but it's also fun and understandable at yeah, times. It, it's, it's quirky. It's different. It's not, <laughs> it's not where you're used to because, again, your style is not the typical, quote unquote, mainstream drag that you would see on Drag Race. Oh, yeah. I and think so. That, so people expect that, but then you bring your style and it's like, this is a party. Thank you. I try to be like, I guess someone says like a loud Latin aunt. Yeah. Just yelling at you like, hey. <laughs> I mean, I, one of my favorite parts of, um, this, of Slay Them was when you took your intermission and told everyone to um, go poo poo pee pee. Oh, I love the people. It's because I'm a, I'm a monastery school teacher. <laughs> and so I talked to the kids and it just came. I was like, poo poo pee pee. I do that to my dog too. She's <laughs> down here caressing my foot. But. I go, you need to go pee pee poo poo mama. And I don't know, it just became a thing, I guess. Again, you've worked with a lot of DC performers. Who have you yet to work with is on that's on your dream list? Uh oh my god. I don't know. Um I got judged by Tatiana, so I think that's kinda like performing with her. Um <laughs> I met her on the bars. I perform with I feel like I perform with a lot of people because I try to book a lot of different people, like my cast are always I don't like a cast cast. I like yeah. just seeing and showing the audience that there's more than just a, a specific type yeah. or specific people. So I don't know. I got to perform with Katya and some group halls I can't remember. And I don't know, man, that's hard. I think yeah. I've worked with a lot of, of everyone. Oh, you, did, you have. Believe me, when we get to tea time, I'm sure there will be people who are offended that they're not on the list. Oh my God. There are a lot of people. So yeah. you host a show, as we discussed, called Oddball that began yeah. at Slash Run and has now continued on to the digital world, I believe on Twitch. Yes. Tell no, us no, about- no. Vimeo. Vimeo. Oh, I'm sorry. It's on Vimeo um, because Twitch don't Twitch let you do music. little crazy things. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell us about this show and why it is pro probably your signature show. Well, because I felt like, so a lot of people when I started drag was to like, you need to distinguish just your creepy drag with like a pretty drag. And I had a lot of battles with different venues who sure. didn't accept different stuff. And I was just like, okay, after I had Red Bear, I was like, they're amazing. They're accepting everything, but I want to get like naughty. Like I want to get nasty. I want to get yeah. like punk. And so like I started working at this bar called Slash Run that I applied to. And then after working there. I was like, hey, I'll do this show for free. I'll just bring it in. Um, she's like, I'll make money by the cover. That's what's a $5 cover because everything we split will go to the performer. So okay. I'll DJ. My fiance was, you know, doing the cashing and the ticketing while I'm hosting and doing the music and recording people on my Instagram. 
it's it's a production but after that because i just wanted people to just kind of feel fun and and it, yeah. and it was weird because it was like 10 people and then by the end of like the last year or whatever it was it was crowded and i was yeah. like what the fuck and then i was able to like bring hollow eve when they were traveling um around the the united states uh and then i got to i got them to to bring them to the show and everyone cried and I was like, holy shit, this show is actually kind of like awesome. It was just kind of like a baby that I never really thought it would become where it was. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite guest that you've been fortunate to book for Oddball? Um, I mean, Holly was the only person who's like a special guest, but we had so many different performers, new performers. Um, performers that I just like who were audience members who I like to just pull in and be like, you, you got to do drag, come do drag. And then <laughs> they do drag. <clears throat> sorry i'm coughing sorry i smoked a little blunt earlier that's not corona um and i don't know just pull people in i just like seeing people what they can do with drag and yeah so basically everyone i know that's a weird question no just... that, that's that's a good answer I, I i appreciate it so turning the show into a digital onto the digital format what what have been some of the difficulties for you as a producer so when I started on ball, I was like, okay, so now I'm going to do this virtually that it's literally me and my fiance doing everything and mm -hmm. my dog, if you see the video. So it's like in my own home, it's kind of weird. Cause you don't want to get like the place too dirty. Cause I want to get do crazy shit, but I don't know. It gets stressful the day of, cause I want to make sure the show is successful for people and you know, the internet is weird, especially with yeah. Vimeo, like a password, people can like steal passwords or I might not get as much money to pay the performers. Now I really want is just to watch and people make their coin because the pandemic is hitting people's banks real easy, you know? Uh, so, yeah, and I wanted to watch something during my weekends. Yeah. And, and you've had a fun uh, group of performers for the digital version. In the beginning, it was a lot of DC. Then I was like want, trying to expand because I, I feel like DC doesn't know a lot of other drags out there sometimes. Yeah. Not everyone's in the social medias. It's true. So I, you got to know and find it from someone. So I, I don't know. Then we're doing a Halloween ball coming up. Amazing. October 30th. Watch nice. out. It's an amazing cast. Anyone you want to tease? Uh, I try to keep it more DC and have... Uh, a couple of people from out of town because I wanted to meet more like, hey guys, DC is is it. Like, I yeah. just feel like DC is so unappreciated sometimes for, about the drag. Like, bitch, we only got Tatiana Rupo's right It's true. It is true. Like, okay. There's more performers. Okay. Out beside here. yourself, what DC queen would you like to see on Drag Race or Dragula? She's my best girl. I, you, I, I probably, you know, Bombalicious for Drag Race. She would be a fan favorite. She would win. She, at, the, at this point, her looks, I mean, Bomba is the drag con queen. She, bitch, yeah. Like, bitch, I walk a drag con and there's this huge ass line. I'm like, who is this bitch? And then she turns around with this big ass snake she wears. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate her so much. Yeah. I mean, because. If anyone who watches those silly rumor videos on YouTube, her name's been in, in on the mix for years. Yeah, I, I think she deserves it. She works really hard. And she'd be um, hilarious television. So yes! She would be like a Tammy Brown fusion of Angina or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe for season 14, because we kind of know who's on 13. Maybe. <laughs> mm, we'll see. Maybe she'll be surprised. But then I feel like I see, like, Geneva, she's very a comedy queen. Mm -hmm. Citrine, I see her fashion bitch laying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I will see Section Eight and Dragula. I think that Geneva would do good at Dragula yeah. too. She's very well, I mean, like her but the real the real person's going to be on Dragula as you. So it's just a matter of time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It we'll see. It would be stressful, but you know what? You you can pull it out. Yeah, I think they're doing a Halloween special too. Oh, nice! That's exciting. I heard their podcast as well. You got to study your drag. You know? you yeah, see absolutely. We're gonna play a game called This or That. I'm gonna give you two options, and you're going to tell me the one you prefer. Okay. Day or night? Night. Pen or pencil? 
pencil because you gotta make you can erase your mistakes. Yeah. Ice cream or cake? Bitch, ice cream. Hot or cold? Uh, August fall. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. That's cute. Rain or snow? A rain, bitch. Rain on me, tsunami. <laughs> Piercings or tattoos? I would say tattoos. I would say both because I pierced my bottom lip, but I, I don't know. Tattoos. <laughs> tattoos. All right. Beauty or intelligence? Intelligence. Wild or crazy? They're the same thing. <laughs> Horror or comedy? Would you say hard or comedy? Horror. Oh, horror? Yeah. Horror or comedy? Horror, bitch. The fuck? And finally, Drag Race or Dragula? I would say Dragula because Drag Race is kind of over script. <laughs> it's true. Let's go behind the music for a second. What is your signature number and how did it become your signature number? Um, I think it was... Okay, so... The one is Baby on Fire by Diane Antwood with my patchwork outfit. Mm -hmm. Originally, I did that with Section 8, but then Section 8 dipped on me one night when she was supposed to. The bitch left, and so then I was like, okay, I'll do this number. And I, I did the way I did it, and people really liked it, and then I started doing it all the time. And then, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the what really, what people were like, ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Where do you find your inspiration when you create mixes and numbers? Um, to be honest, I don't know. Like, I get, I, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little pothead. I listen to all types of music, and then I just, like, kind of bunch it in. I sometimes try to sell stories. Sometimes recently, when I get really busy, I just pull, like, a nice 2000, you know, breakup song or uh, Lady Gaga 2000s or something, because... It gets, it gets crazy when you are working nonstop yeah. and you can come up with mixes as you used to when you're a baby queen. You know? Absolutely. Is there a most requested number of yours that you wish people would stop requesting? No, because they're all fucking fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I think what I like is when people request a song that I don't do. Like, am I drag bingos? People have requested like other songs. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take this this week. I'm gonna read it and then I'm gonna perform it because it's kind of cute to like perform that one song for that one person. What What's told. been the craziest request you've gotten? Uh, nothing yet, actually. Not really. All right, all right. Nothing yet. Well, maybe one day I'll get you to perform Ya Ya Ding Dong. Ooh, I don't know what that is. It's that from It's from the movie Eurovision Song Contest on Netflix. What the fuck is that? You, Go what? watch it. it with Will Ferrell. It's crazy. Will Ferrell? Okay, I'm in. I'll yeah. watch that. Will it's about it's about literally Eurovision, the uh, song contest that they do every year. In oh, that's Europe. on Netflix. That's yeah. on Netflix. Okay, yeah. okay. It's like a two-hour movie or something like that. With that yeah, chick, it's, it's, a, it's a little long, um, but there's a song in it called Ya Ya Ding Dong, and it's my favorite song now. Ooh, okay. It's really dirty. I don't know. I have to watch it, but I love yeah. dirty things. So we're going to play Tea Time, where you are going to uh, take your truth juice, spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters, friends, colleagues, people you've shared a stage with, people you may hate, people you may love. We'll see what you got. Are you ready? Yeah. Just, just anyone listening, if I didn't name you, I'll just bring Desiree back on and we'll do Tea Time too. Yeah! But this is a, we, got, we got a lot of names on here and we're going we're gonna to get through them. So okay, we are going to start off with one of my favorite humans, who is a, a former DC queen, now a current New York queen, Seraphim. I love Seraphim. We, I, her and Jasmine and Sigma and Bratwurst were kind of like, they call me auntie. I gave him a stage. Um, I actually, me and, I, she let me stay in her place when I went to New York City. We cuddled, she's so adorable, <laughs> she's sweet. Next we have Bratwurst. Bratwurst, I love them so much. Um, they were also part of like my Twisted cast. Um, I always try to make sure that they were on stage because I knew we, we they were a performer that DC needed. Yeah. Next is Jasmine T. Oh, bitch left us to Europe. I talked to her now and then, but um, I, you know, no matter what, she wasn't my roast digitally. Mm -hmm. I want her back. I love her. She was a good sister of me. Me, her, and Bamba together, the Dollhouse girls. Yeah. Next is Casey Beyonce. 
I love Casey. Casey, amazing personality, does so much. She works hard. Um, she's so charismatic. She's like all the gays love her, and she's just a fun party to be with. Yeah. Next we have Rigatoni. Rigatoni. <laughs> I love Rigatoni. I I remember them performing uh, when they were a baby. Um, I was in their uh, digital show, and they're getting so much better. And I can't wait to see what they're gonna be doing next. Yeah. Well, speaking of digital show, Scouts Honor. Scouts Honor, bitch. And that's the bitch I like. Bitch, when I was like, where are you going to be in drag? Maybe she supported every drag bingo on Tuesday. And then I was like, where's your drag? Where's your drag? Where's your drag? Where's your drag? And she's a drag queen. I, yes, I'm a she is. I'm a pusher. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you pushed her off the cliff and she is still falling. Okay, I'm waiting for the splat. <laughs> so are we all. <laughs> well, speaking of splat, it's Venus Valhalla. Oh, I love Venus. I really do love Venus. I think she um, can be a little, like, competitive and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. But uh, I think we're both Aquariuses, so we have As to say- am I. Are you an Aquarius, too? Yep, okay. I am the dawning of the age of Aquarius. I'm January 20th. I'm Groundhog's Day. Okay. So I don't know what that means, but it's something. <laughs> but I love her. She, I love her Celine Dion. Um, we can butt heads together because I think because of her, our, our horoscopes and the way that our personalities are. But I think she's a really talented, fun person. Yeah. Doing so good things for the community. Next, we have Hunter Paris Cartier. Oh, my God. The first time I met Hunter was at the, at the Venus Mahalala competition. Um, <laughs> I didn't know who she was, but the bitch had, like, all these sexy guys on her and it's just top three. And then I thought she was someone else out of drag or something. I like mix them both. And then, um, but yeah, she's really fun and really talented. Yeah. She's really good. Next up, cake. Cake, cake, cake. Um, I love cake. Uh, they were the first person who won the Slayton competition, splatting goddamn cake all over Red Bear, but I would not let her, let her down about it. But <laughs> I love cake. Charisma. She, she can only fit one shoe because she has the big ass feet. But she, she is so nice. She's amazing. I think she's doing amazing. Did you see that banana video? I haven't. Okay, you gotta see that banana. It's, it's cute. I love it. Cake has been really good. Next we have Squillia. Squillia. Oh my god. Squillia is the mother of Heller and Horchata. And uh, Squillia's. I don't know. I, I want I, for her drag is can be stressful because drag is stressful. But I think mm-hmm. she's really talented in her makeup and skills. I feel like needs to be out there. Yeah. Next is Citrine. Citrine. <laughs> I heard. Yes, she is fashion, beautiful, talented, like elegant beauty, and she is smart as fuck. She makes my flyers like she said the podcast. <laughs> yep. It, originally, it was Bombalicious who made the po- the the flyers actually. And then I was like, when I found Citrine in the House of Stone and then I booked them, she was like, yeah, I am a graphic designer. And I was like, well, Baba is too busy to fucking reply to me. So, hey, can you do a flyer for me? And then I think that gave her also practice on making flyers because after that, it, she, she was turning it out. So yeah, they're, go, they're stunning. Go, go pay her for flyers. She's, yeah. she's good. Well, speaking of someone you pay things for, Ruth Allen Ginsburg. Oh my God, Ruth! Yeah, bitch. Uh, after Oddball Virus, she got the paycheck as well that I paid to train because I was like, "Well, I'm digital drag is a pain. I it had is. Adobe, it is hard. I had Adobe. I tried. I the only video that I edited was the Dora one. So the Dora one that I have was me. But everything else, she has edited the videos that I had. She has put the oddballs together last minute when all the people have to fucking send their videos. And they send it last minute. So I'm like, <laughs> give them a month ahead. But yeah, no, Ruth is amazing, sweet, talented, charismatic. They have a podcast as well, the Two Beer Queers. Yep. Met them as well when I started drag. They, I think they're just a very hardworking, charismatic, cute fucking person with a little boy that they have. Yeah, well, next up, another cutie, Buffy Wild. Buffy Wild. Oh my God, Jahi. He, he babysitted my, my dog, Layla, and my Layla fell in love with him. He also was part of Slaytham, but now he's in Mexico or something? I don't yeah, know. But left DC. It was another person I was pushing to drag. It was him and I can't, uh, OG 
F A Y a G. I don't know if I can say that word. But mm-hmm. then, um, I was like, hey, do drag. And there was also my other two people who were like, hey. I also gave her the mic that one time when I left Peru so she can host. Now you know. Next up, Maxi Overdrive. Maxi Overdrive. They are an amazing. I actually met them at DragCon. But okay. I think I met them in D.C. or something. I don't know. I get it all jumbled. But I remember she yeah, is so sweet. Like, uh, they... They, 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 like, I was at DragCon and they had like a little, what is it called? A fanny pack? A fanny pack, yeah, yeah. My nail fell. She was like, I have nail <laughs> I was like, oh, my eyelash is weird. I have eyelash glue. Like, they're like, the, there was this really cute thing of like happiness, and I'm not really like used to happiness a lot. <laughs> so it's like a weird combination, but I love them. They're very talented. You just moved with Hiller and. After I met them at DragCon, I knew they were very supportive. They love drag to death, and, you know, they do their stuff. Well, you just named my next person, Hello Over Time. Hello! Yeah, no, Hello, I met them as a fan, quotation marks, because, <laughs> like, they messaged me, like, oh, my God, I love you, and then I met them, and we hung out at the DC Eagle, and um, then they started doing drag, and then I think... Her name wasn't Heller of the time. It was some something Hella or whatever the fuck it was. But like me, as the person who misnames everyone in the DC area, because I called like Rigatoni spaghetti for like a year. <laughs> I didn't know my spaghetti brands, but um, she said something and I was like, okay, Heller of a time or something. And then I guess she changed her name afterwards. Look at you. You're, you're a name maker. By accident. <laughs> I mean, I, I still joke with Scout about um, Scott and, and Scoot. And I call her Squirt. Scoot Sooner. Scoot Sooner. Scoot Sooner. Next, we have Bellatrix Fox. Oh, I love Bellatrix. Bellatrix is weird. So I met them on Facebook by another performer, and I booked them. And then the sweetest thing that I remember about her is because at Potheads, I was running out of weed and she came in like as rent, like as I booked her twice again because she was the one who could drive. And I booked her twice and I ran out of weed. And like when she left, she left like a little, little, you know, little flower there. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like, you know, like the, a, a cute like invite where it was like a kind of French. Where I was like, oh, that was like so thoughtful that I said that I don't have any. And she like gave me a little extra to last the day. And after that, I don't know, we opened up and we became really close friends and she comes crashes in my place, but she moved up to PA or something. And she's living, she quit drag and she's, she's a chef. She's living her life, you know. Did, did she cook for you? She does. The bitch wakes up at 3 a.m., cooks, and I'm, I'm like sleeping and I just smell. Like, she's crazy. Like, I can't. <laughs> I, can only, I can only deal with her for like two days or a day and a half. <laughs> no, no, no. She tried to stay the fourth. Next we have La Bella Mafia. La Bella Mafia. I love La Bella Mafia. I think, I don't know how I met them, but I remember just booking them or meeting them somewhere. The bitch goes in every bar. She exposes herself everywhere. She, she's lit. Her causes are lit. She doesn't make sense just like me and Bamba. <laughs> so you put us all together, in, all together in one room, you get gibberish all day. But she is very amazing. Next, Geneva Confection. I just hung out with her like yesterday, two days ago. I don't know when this was released, but um, I love her. She is someone I can just be lazy with and hang out and talk shit and get high and just eat some food and play some Playstations. And I don't know, she's, in the beginning when I met her, I was like, I don't know about her. But then, I don't know, she grew on me. She can be annoying, but she can be a fun, annoying kind of way. (laughs) And finally, let's hear some tea on Bombalicious. Bamba. Oh my god, Bamba. The reason why I love Bamba is just this is charisma that I just don't have. It's just, it's just like she has like a different type of charisma that she just draws people in. Yeah. Really weird. And the her looks and everything, like I just was like I think I just admire her so much that I'm just like, come hang out with me. Like be with me. like I wanna learn from her. I wanna see her. I wanna I don't know, it's just like a th- I think you just want to enjoy in person. Yeah. I don't know. She's lit to good party. And I love hanging out with people who are just like that. And she's so talented. I'm just like, one day I'll be her. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a whole period of time recently where I was like, where, where did Bamba go? Cause she used to like 
be all over my uh, Instagram. And then she disappeared. And then all of a sudden, there's photos of her in a desert. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> right. I literally said the same thing. I was like, she disappeared. She was in deserts and different places. I'm like, what is? What is? What are you doing? Like, even asked her when she was came back at bingo. I'm like. Why the fuck were you in the <laughs> desert? And she was like, I don't know, girl. I'm just living my life being a tiger. And I was just like, okay, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that first desert photo, I was like, I don't understand this, but this all makes very much sense. And she does is like absurd, but it's just like, I get it. Yeah. Why drag now? Drag now? What do you mean by now? Like, why, why do we need drag now? Oh, why drag now? I think, I, you know, drag for me has been more like a cure. Yeah. You know, like when I did it, I was kind of like a, in a bad home place. I was feeling rejected. I was feeling kind of off. And that kind of just made me feel like I was special. I was someone. I was there for people to, to kind of like just see. And I wasn't like ghosted. And I feel like drag for me, like, 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 I like, that's why I push people to do drag is just liberating for anyone to see, to yeah. watch, to do. Like when I do the audible videos and I just watch everyone, I'm just like so fan is fascinating because every person just tells a different story. Everyone expresses themselves through it. And I think it's now we just need it more and ever for entertainment and to cure our, you know, everyone got depression, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. I mean, why, why is drag important to the community? Uh, just, for uplifting shit and curing yourself. I don't know. I just, it's good for, if we were in person, it would be good for like fundraising, getting, you know, yeah. protesting, for voting, for which we can still do. But it's, uh, you know, if we, we could actually go in now, you would see drag queens doing shows to raise money and doing all the things for the community. But I forgot the question. But you just know, why is it important? I mean, and you, you answered it. And, and, well, it's interesting that you, you mentioned about being in person and how you can still do it. You are teaming up with Red Bear still and doing a drag delivery service. Yeah, doing drag delivery. It's, I mean, bringing some little fun to your home. Just kind of like, God, these pandemics sucks. Everyone's so depressed, everything. I just feel like drag is just joyful. And yeah. so doing drag bingo, I like doing because everyone comes in, everyone's a family, everyone feels welcome. You know, I like doing my shows in general for performers so they can feel welcome. Like it's just drag, I feel, just needs to be something like a warm spot that people just need to feel. Absolutely. Who is allowed to do drag? Everyone, bitch. The fuck? That's all, that's all I got to say is everyone. Yeah. I've... I grew up in, I think, the specific drag scene where it was like kind of like not a thing, but I learned because I was rejected for the type of drag that I did, and then I started learning more about other performers. That I was like, I had a, I'm not perfect. I literally had to learn how to do pronouns, and I still make mistakes no matter what, and casting and everything. And yeah, now I'm doing it. I guess I don't know the question again. <laughs> okay. If you were to be on Drag Race, who would you pick to do for Snatch Game? So I have auditioned for Drag Race, but I think the Snatch Game is really hard for me. I don't know how the who the fuck I look like. I got a butt chin. I don't know. Like I I I did James Charles once. Uh -huh. I did Mary the Mary Poppins actress, but you know um, I don't know. I did Gaga. I. I did Selena once. Actually, one of my fuck up tapes was me being Selena and then my boyfriend shooting me and then just me like, it was, it was bad. But <laughs> I send it in anyway. <laughs> but so that, that would be the difficult challenge for you on the show. Basically, I just think I, I can dance, I can sing. Oh, no, 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 fuck not. I can't sing. I don't want to say I can dance, I can act, I can't sing, I can't that snatch game. So basically. You've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What are you watching videos of? Exposed videos about drag race girls. Oh! Have you seen those? No, I... <laughs> that sounds too addictive. I know, it's like, I think it's some sexy dude with a mustache. He, like, interviews the drag race girls, and they... Latrice talked about how she got mistreated. Jed Gunn talked about how she got mistreated. Willem, like... I like listening to, like 
what how people experiment life yeah because everyone's so different and so absolutely I, I feel like that's what i've recently been doing that that or animal crossing tutorials <laughs> nice <laughs> what is one personal fact about yourself that the fans don't know i feel like i'm not as crazy as a boy as i am as a dead way and i feel like some people are like feel like I need to be loud or something. I don't know. Uh -huh. Like, until I get to know people, I I feel like I am. Because I met you a couple of times. I know we're here. Yeah. I'm more comfortable. I have my truth juice. But, like, I feel like <laughs> when I'm, like, as a boy in the clubs or whatever, I just, like, stick to my fans or I stick to my friends. I'm not, like, I'm shy, I feel like, unless. Yeah. You know what? It takes comfort to be able to sometimes talk to a new person. Yeah, because I'm very much the same way where I'm like, if I don't know someone until you come to me and have a conversation with me, I'm not I'm not open enough. I'm too scared. Same here. I yeah. have trust issues. So do I. <laughs> what are some of your current jams? What music should our listeners be listening to? Oh, my God. Um, so I went in, in a pandemic where I was just listening to the Cremonica stuff and yeah. the Dua Lipu album, which I made two videos of. And then I'm just listening to random shit. Like, I don't know. I, I like the album for Birds of Prey. I like their music. Mm -hmm. Like, Feeling Good, um, Miley Cyrus' new album. A song is good. I, I like a lot of pop stuff, yeah. a lot of just general music. I mean, I can get, I, I used to be an emo kid. I do like some rock and roll, some rock stuff, but I just recommend upbeat shit because that's Yeah, absolutely. It get, gets you moving, gets you grooving. Gets your booty moving. Yeah. Are you, are you a fan of the Dua Lipa remixes? No. <laughs> no, not, not even the Levitating remix? I think the Levitating remix is good. I don't think I've heard that one. I heard the one with the Madonna one. And... Yeah, that's the Levitating with Madonna oh, then... and Missy Elliott. No, I didn't like it. I like the, the, I like the regular album yeah. so Yeah, I mean, because then you have the physical remix with, by Mark Ronson and uh, Gwen Stefani, and it's slow. I'm like, no. Really? Yeah, it's really okay. bad. I got to check that out because I don't know. I feel like remixes should be done, like, well. Not I just, agree. Like, I think she. I think she like did it because the, her album got leaked or something, right? And she like was crying on Twitter. She had a tough couple months yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna move into the pop five rapid fire, where I give you five pop culture topics, stories, things that have happened in the news, okay. and you're going to say word, phrase, whatever you want to say about each. Okay. First up is Halloween canceled? Question mark. I hope not. The fuck, like, I mean, I would be doing a show digitally, but I, I don't know how. I would have loved doing a Halloween show in person. Yeah. I it canceled. I mean, movie theaters are not releasing shit, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's up to the drag queens to say Halloween. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't remember where exactly it was, but I saw a Halloween Adventure opening up, and I was like, Okay, we're fine. It's not canceled yet. If Halloween Adventure can open their store, people are still going to be in costume. It, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I really do hope that. I, I really love Halloween, dressing up and being spooky and that, especially the, the shows, because that's the only way you can actually get away with being, like, disgustingly yeah. off in drag sometimes. Yeah. Number two is Robert Pattinson and The Rock test positive for COVID-19. Who? Oh, The Rock, the wrestler. Robert Pattinson is the Twilight guy, right? Yeah, and the Batman, which now has to shut down production until he's better. Oh my God! Yeah, I hate that it's um all of this is also doing like the whole TV and movies. It's like it's just bringing every industry down. It is. It's it's destroying everyone, and there's no relief by our government. <laughs> no help. No, no help. help. No help. Yes, okay. especially when you see a story that apparently any democratic city is not getting funding and it's being don't forget about away. yeah <laughs> it's like you're taking away money from teachers who are supposed to be educating the future students oh in america. i feel that me and my fiance are teachers so he's a math teacher as you can tell with the yeah ryan is a new york city public school teacher and he's struggling because he has no idea what he's doing he doesn't even know his class i he doesn't don't have it. it it's ridiculous it's crazy 
I'm saying kids can be dicks. I, my my fiance do, does the high schoolers, and uh -huh. they're not nice sometimes. Yeah, I can't imagine. I could never be a teacher. <laughs> Number three is Cobra Kai on Netflix. Mm. <clears throat> yes, me and my friends have been watching Cobra Kai. Um, I used to watch the Karate Kid movies. Um, I don't know if he has, but. I love it. So far, it's like it's kind of bringing like the nostalgia. Yeah. Nostalgia. Um, the nostalgia kind of like prepping it with now. It's kind yeah. of like a weird mix, you know, and I kind of like it. Nice. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my to-do list eventually. You should watch it. I actually, at first, I was like, mm, what the fuck is this? And then we started watching it, and then we were like, oh, this yeah. is good. It's like a, like a karate drama with nice. a fusion of the 80s and the 20s. Nice. Number four is Mulan on Disney Plus. I am not paying. What is it? Twenty three, twenty seven. I already. I have Disney Plus. I was gonna do a. I. I did like a Disney a Mulan party. I guess with like minimal of five people, and they'll give yeah. me a two dollar buck. Maybe I'll just wait until it's done being free. I guess right. Yeah, I, I feel like it is meant more towards you know families because it's cheaper to see it as a family um, than it is to go to the movie theater. But... I'm a big Disney fan, and I love your Disney podcast. Too, Thanks. By the way. I have Stitch and Aladdin stuck in Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if things get better, I'm going to Disney at the end of March. <laughs> oh, Fingers crossed. I only went once. I really want to go more. It's so fun. I love it. I've, been, I've not been, in, been there in eight years, so I've missed eight a lot years. of new things. So. And number five, Drag Race Canada. Okay, so my fiance doesn't know who the winner is, but I am very excited that they won. I'm, it's like a very diverse dynasty so far. Yeah. I love Jimbo. Jimbo was the best. <laughs> it's yeah. my fucking day. Yeah. I, I love them so much. I, I related to their drag. Um, but in general, the winner's amazing. The, the, the season was amazing. In general, like, it was a lot of different drag. It was, I think they did, I think Thailand and Canada are doing way better than America's Drag Race. I mean, it's fresh. Everything about it is fresh and new and feels re rejuvenating. And yeah. I, I was hoping that Drag Race proper would like take that rejuvenation and, and infuse it in their season, but they're doing the same old crap. The Holland one? The Holland one will be interesting. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how much of it is in English and how much of it is in Dutch. Sure. Um, but either way, I'm excited to see new drag. Me too. I, I like Thailand one. Yeah. Thailand, their runways are lit. Yeah. Well, I have a, two questions from the fans. Oh, I have two questions. Mm -hmm. So the first one is from New York City Queen Amanda Pork. Uh, she would like to know, how's your head? I gave a really good one. My fiance taught me, and he was a really good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and our second question is from Scout Sonner, and I quote... When do I get my crown? When you goddamn do the pageant, bitch. I don't know. Have you been doing the outfits yet? We'll <laughs> see in 2021. I mean, if I do, we will, I definitely want to do one in person because yeah. I had more plans at Pride and then I had another like, competition I was going to do. But I really want to get rid of the goddamn crown in my room. <laughs> well, don't say that because Scout will gladly take it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she would. She knows where I live. <laughs> she will be like, I will borrow it um, and let you not have it in your house, and I will wear it every night. Every night. And get the prices, too. <laughs> so I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Nancy No Good. If there is one drag song that you think is overused... If you can make that song your own new personal drag song that no one has ever used before, what would it be? A song that people use? Mm -hmm, that's overdone that you can repurpose and make your own now. That you can make your own now. A lot of people use that Dream Girls song. I forgot <laughs> yeah. that name. What's that name? That was a, I'm Not Going Nowhere. Um, and I'm telling you. And I'm telling you. I guess... A lot of people use that song, and I would remix it to, like, I don't know. I, I, I would say A Little Party Never Hurt Nobody. That's my favorite song. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I that, was, that was that uh, was the Slay Them uh, lip sync song for Scout. 
Yeah, and I, that's how I was like, it wasn't stuck in my head. I was like, I'm gonna make these bitches do it. Let's yeah, see how they do it. Now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question. Uh, what keeps you motivated during these trial moments? All right, I like that. That's a good. That's a good optimistic question. I think so. Where can we find you on social media? Okay, so my social media is anywhere in Desiree Dick sixty nine. It means I'm a Christian woman. Don't worry about it. But it's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Manhunt, Manhunt.net. <laughs> you remember Manhunt? Uh, I sure and, do. <laughs> um, Craigslist. Anywhere you can find me, Desiree Dick sixty nine. If someone else took it, then I will go punch him. Nice. Well, Desiree, it was so fun chatting with you and catching up. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to finally be here. I saw all the queens doing it, and I'm like, I need this motherfucker to put me on. Well, here you are. I'm so excited. I get to, um, I really would love to go to New York and see you again. Yeah, well, hopefully soon that will be a reality, because I and I would like to come to D.C. It's been If we do eight, the same pageant, come exactly. for Scout Sooner. Yeah, I'll be there. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Make sure you support your local drag and your local business and uh, keep listening. The biggest thanks to Desiree for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaternow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.